Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Five Questions With. Last week, we had some amazing guests on the show, and boy, did we deep dive into their worlds. But here's the best part. We also uncovered their fun and playful sides. Our host, Scott Fullerton, has a treat for you today. You see, Five Questions isn't just about serious stuff. We like to keep it light and quirky, too. We ask questions that let our guests show their wonderfully unique and playful sides. Imagine this. What would they do if they woke up as a squirrel one day? Or what's their favorite ice cream flavor that describes their personality? It's all about bringing out their hidden quirks and having a blast along the way. We believe that even the most successful and accomplished individuals have a fun side and we're here to celebrate that. So get ready to witness the fun and playful side of our extraordinary guests. You'll laugh, you'll smile, and you might just discover a thing or two about them that you never knew. So sit back, grab a drink, and get ready for the show. for another five questions with right here on the left of straight show joining me in studio again mr joe santoni is here he is an amazing singer voiceover artist you may have seen him the last five or so years and d capella disney's amazing acapella group uh joe welcome back to the left of straight show my friend hello thank you for having me we had such a great interview last week. So much fun. Check it out down below if you missed it. You can go ahead and listen to the entire thing. You ready to play a little five questions? Have some fun, my friend? Let's do it. All right. Going to be a little disney with all your Disney background here, but let's have some fun. Okay. Question number one. We're big on dinner parties here in my five questions because I'm a huge foodie as well. So if you were to throw a dinner party and you can bring any three Disney characters to life for the party, who would you want to invite and talk to for the night? And as a foodie, what would you serve? Oh, my gosh. This is a great question. Ooh, I feel like I'd love to hang with the princesses. Why not? You know, I'm always looking for a new best friend. So which Disney princesses would I invite, though? That's the question. I feel like Rapunzel, if you've seen Tangled, she's just, I love her. She's edgy. I, I, I like <laughs> she's it. She's such a goofball. So uh, Rapunzel, Pocahontas, and ooh, who else? Let's give one more. Um, why not? Oh, Mulan. There you go. Those are going to be my three. And what would I serve? I, what would you serve? Are you a foodie at all? Do you cook? Massive cook. Massive foodie. Nice. I just made a lobster dinner the other day. So why not? We'll do a whole seafood platter. And we'll do like a massive like lobster crab dinner. It's going to be very elaborate. All the drawn butter. It'll be delicious. <laughs> Joe Santoni, impressive. I can't wait to come over for dinner next time in LA. This sounds amazing. Anytime. <laughs> very nice. I like it. All right. Question number two, my friend. Can you share a funny or embarrassing moment on stage while you were performing or maybe an unusual fan interaction that you can look back now and laugh about? Easy. Done. 
Um, when I was in New York, there was a brand, uh, the, it was a recently renovated theater. It was called the King's Theater in Brooklyn. And um, I was on stage and it was such a huge moment for me because all the creative team was going to be there, family, friends, the whole bit. And this gorgeous $2 million renovation theater. I was like, this is it. It was my favorite venue to this day that I've ever performed at, but also my most dramatic. So when I was <laughs> on stage in my first number, I had these really beautiful, tight, tight, tight pants. And we have to do some intense choreo. And so when I am in my first number doing Friend Like Me, I have to do this spin and then this squat. And sure enough, right on that squat, my whole crotch seam just goes. <laughs> no. It is just full flashing the front couple of rows. And I have underwear on, so nothing was seen. No. Right. <laughs> but I was panicked. I start sweating. I start freaking out. I like. I like discreetly like move my body to the side so that nobody can see me. And sure enough, I um, go find the um, closest, uh, excuse me, the next moment that I can find to get off the stage, I take it. And so I go back there and I ask the people that are working. I was like, does anybody have any kind of tape? My crotch is out. Please help me. And so I'm panicking. And so they're like gaff taping me in the crotch area with this big, shiny silver tape <laughs> as if that's going to like it. take oh attention off of it. And so I, uh, yeah, I um, <laughs> went back out there and finished the whole set with shiny silver gaff tape. And then sure enough, the second act comes around and a couple of people from the first row are gone. <laughs> I love that. I would forget all lyrics, all lines if I was in a play. If anyone could happen to me, oh, I get so embarrassed so easy. Ugh. I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Too much fun. All right, question number three, Joe. If you had to choose a Disney song to be your life's theme song, what would it be and why? What song best represents Joe Santoni's life? You know, I don't mean to be too stereotypical, but... My favorite song and also a song that I feel like has truly given me, or that truly has been like my trajectory in a way is When You Wish Upon a Star. It is like all the wishes that I've put out there and manifested have come true in some way. And I've always felt guided through my life. And so I am so, I, I love that song. I love to sing that song. I audition with that song. It's a classic for a reason. And so it's also the heart of Disney. Uh, and so that one, easy. Easy. I love that. I didn't even get into your interview, but I one of the things that I've really admired about you in the five or so years I've been following you is you're very centered. You take time to yourself. You really center yourself. And I think that's important as a performer to kind of find that sense of self. So good on you for doing that, my friend. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Question number four. We're in a new zombie apocalypse video game. We talked about your love of video games here. Which D Capella member would you team up with first to survive? And as a bonus question, would you get more into your own voices or would you create new voices for the video game? Wow. Good questions. You, you, <laughs> um, okay. Who would I team up with in the zombie apocalypse out of D Capella? Well, the, the options are few because I think <laughs> I, <laughs> Um, I would say Kaylin, the mezzo-soprano of Di Capella. She has the most level head. I think she'd be strategic with me. 
Mm. Um, she is very, very smart and she's always thinking. And so she's always contemplating, okay, what's next? What are we going to do? How are we going to tackle it? How are we going to kill the zombies and what weapons are we going to use? So nice. you need <laughs> I think Caitlin. Yeah. And then, um, you, uh, what was the second part of the question? What would your voice be? Would you use your regular voice or would you create a character voice, Mr. Uh, voiceover actor? Oh, use, uh, I would, I think my, my character voice would most definitely be something low and gravelly and army esque, you know, nice. I would try to put a little, um, bravada in my voice and sound like I was a bit more of a drill sergeant than I actually am. <laughs> I love it. Very good. All right, and question number five, my friend. If you were a Disney villain for a day, who would you like to be and what mischief would you get up to? Um, that one is also easy, easy for me. There has always been a little bit of flamboyancy about Jafar. And so I feel like Jafar is an easy choice there. Um, I just love that he's so elegant at the same time so meticulously evil and wonderful and <laughs> and so like prince abubu you know it's very <laughs> um I so it. i think i would just get up to mischief i'd probably flirt with aladdin a little bit but then lock away as princess <laughs> so no, I... flirting going on of course yes. oh sure 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 you know, take away, take away his monkey and take away er, <laughs> and just like <laughs> live up in the top of my tower with my parrot, you know? <laughs> there you go. Oh, we're getting so much alliteration here. I don't even want to go there, but I, I love right. this answer. It's very nice. All right. Very good. Joe Santoni, you did five questions. Thank you very much. I loved it. So cool, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, guys, you have to check out our full interview. We had such a great time talking to Joe. Joe, remind everyone where they can find you on social media. Be sure to check out the Joe's channel. Be sure to check out DiCapella's channel for some amazing songs that they've done over the years. Where can we find you, my friend? You can find me at Joe Santoni on all social media platforms. So Facebook, Instagram, the works. Uh, and uh, yeah, hope to add some new friends on there amazing stay on the line for me guys it's been another fantastic five questions right here in the left of straight show be sure to look for us every week with our fantastic guests from the previous week we appreciate y'all for stopping by have a great week everyone bye-bye bye-bye hey i'm david and i'm alan and we're the co-founders of fruit loops so the name fruit loops came about because alan and i were thinking about all of the things that inspired us as kids of a particular age and we thought of you know obviously the cereal brands of our childhood, but then the idea that we could be two fruits that have really great loot was kind of like how the name came about. So spin that around however way you want to, but <laughs> that's how Fruit Loops were born. When people get a Fruit Loops box, they can really expect a lot of fun, whimsy, and humor built into our design. We really just wanted to capture a sense of nostalgia. Every sleeve design is unique in and of itself, so it truly is one of those like Easter egg cereal box moments that we want everyone to experience when they receive a gift from us. So there are three easy ways for you to shop Fruit Loops. Number one, go online and shop our pre-picked curated gift boxes. All you have to do is pick the theme and then add your message and send it on its way. Number two is build your own box. You pick your gifts, you pick your gift wrap, and then you add your own personalized message to the box and then we send it on its way. And the third easiest way to shop for loots is just go on and shop for yourself. So 
by all means, go online, shop for all the really cool things that we have. There's a lot of great gifts on there for everyone and for you. All righty, guys, we're back with another five questions with back joining me in studio today. My very special guest, Mr. Tommy Atkins, an amazing music musician, singer, songwriter. We had a fantastic interview last week. If you missed it, be sure to check out the link below. Tommy, welcome back, my friend. How are we doing? Hey, Scott, I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited for five questions. It's one of my favorite parts I of the show. I am too. I love kind of finding a little bit of personality in my guest here. You're such a sweetheart to do this. Let's jump into five questions. Question number one is a staple on five questions. I always like to throw a good dinner party. So I want you to throw a dinner party for me. You're allowed to invite three guests, one from a classic country artist, one from a contemporary country artist, and one from a, maybe a songwriter you admire. And I heard you've gotten to baking a bit, so I want to know what you'd bake for this amazing event. Oh, that's a great question. Classic country, it's got to be Dolly. Dolly, any mm. day of the week. Yeah, Dolly's going to be there. Contemporary artists, I, I'm such a huge Orville Peck fan. I would love awful to be there love to see behind the mask who's behind there um songwriters um oh geez that's a hard one songwriters uh matresa berg who wrote a lot of 90s hits strawberry wine being one of them i love matresa berg so probably invite matresa and then baking wise i actually do a great baked cheesecake don't like to do my horn too much but baked cheesecake i can nail it Maybe a big cheesecake for everyone. <laughs> I love that. I am a cheesecake fan, my friend. Very good. All right. Question number two. You are such a great observer of people. You write from experiences from the fun and silly, like Cinderella had a drink about one of your friends that lost her shoe all the time. So it took a woman, a fantastic tribute to your husband's uh, grandmother who raised him. Who's the quirkiest person from the neighborhood or local restaurant or bar that you think would make a fun song these days? Do you have Ooh, anyone that's just wild and crazy? Oh, I, I see. I live in such a kind of suburban area now. It's like there's not the kind of stuff going on where we used to live in the city or when we were proper out in the country as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, character. I, it would be something really mundane, Scott. It would be like a curtain, like a little blind twitcher you know looking like desperate housewives looking out on other people's houses maybe, yeah maybe one of those nosy neighbors that's what it would be about <laughs> i like it that's fun all right question number three we talked in the interview you're not into huge touring anymore maybe a couple special guest appearances at festivals and everything but once you become this huge country superstar we know you're going to be and all of a sudden you have to play these big venues what are three things that are going to be on your rider for your dressing room? What three things do you have to have? Ooh, so one of my bizarre little pre-show habits was I love to eat Kentucky Fried Chicken before a show. I don't know if <laughs> I don't know what it is about it. It's something comforting. I think the oil helps as well, like the grease. <laughs> so there's going to have to be a KFC order in there. Um, <laughs> um, I love, yeah. I mean, it's probably not great to have, but I love roses, flowers, and stuff like that. Maybe I'll end up seizing on stage if I ever got to the point where I was having flowers in the backstage. Um, and also just lots of um, 
yeah, there's got to be some whiskey for after the show as well. So nice fried fried chicken, flowers, and whiskey. That's where we're at. <laughs> I love it. That's a fun writer. Very very cool. All right. Next question, uh, question number four here. If your guitar could talk, what do you think it would say about your music or your playing style? <laughs> um, oh, it would say brush up on your finger picking. I am, I am quite a lazy <laughs> rhythmic guitar player. Um, I used, I, I'll leave that noodling to the band players now, so I've become quite lazy on my guitar. Um, so yeah, that's probably what it would say. Get back to to doing it yourself, not leaving it to other people. <laughs> there you go. All right, and question number five, my friend. What's happening on your downtime these days? Would you rather read a serious book, read a comic book, watch a movie, uh, go out to a nice dinner? What What's a good downtime for Tommy Atkins? Oh, I'm, I get to the beach every kind of opportunity I can. We only live 10 minutes from a really long, like it's a nature reserve as well, the beach. I love walking on the beach at all times of year. That's like great downtime for me. Getting the, the sea air, put my hiking boots on. Love it. That That's where I am now. No longer in the bar, on the beach. <laughs> I love that. I am a water person. I love all things water, beach, river, mm. lake, anything like yeah. that. I agree 100% on that. Yeah. All right. Very good. Well, Tommy Atkins, you made it through five questions. Thanks so much for playing for us. Remind everyone where they can find your fantastic album, Truth Be Told. Uh, you have a great website with that. You have some greeting cards you've created based on some of your amazing lyrics. What's that website? Where can they find you on social media, my friend? Yeah, I'm at TommyAtkinsMusic.com. And I'm at Tommy Atkins Music on all socials as well. And the new greetings card range is out with Thoughtful in the UK. Amazing. Tommy Atkins, live from the UK. Thanks so much for playing Five Questions Left of Straight Show. Stay on the line for me. Guys, we always love to play little five questions with our fantastic guests from last week. Be sure to join us every week here for these five questions, and we will see you next time. Be sure to subscribe, like, and all the fun stuff you do with your favorite podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. So we're going to try, uh, our friend actually made this, so yay gay people. It's vodka. Vodka wow, soda. It's vodka soda, different flavors. Look mm -hmm. how cute this packaging is. Oh my god, the cans are so cute. So oh, cute. Oh, oh my, my god, watermelon. Oh my god, watermelon. Oh shit. Cheers. It's time for another five questions with where I bring back my very special guest from last week to answer five more burning questions as we put him on the hot seat. Back with me today, we have the fantastic actor, writer, producer, Mr. Mel England is here. You can find him in so many great projects. You be sure to check our link below for the interview we did last week. Mel, welcome back to the Left to Straight Show, my friend. Thank you. Good to be back. 
You ready to play five questions? I think I'm ready. I'm a little nervous, but I'll give it a shot. I think you can handle it, my friend. Let's okay. start off. We always love to throw a dinner party here at Left a Straight Show. I'm a big foodie at heart. So you are going to throw a dinner party with your fantastic partner, Tony. You need to invite an actor, a director, and a gay icon um, to maybe learn some with or just have a great conversation. Who would you invite? Uh, you mean any actor on earth? Any actor could be living or past, any director living or past, any gay icon living or past. Okay. Well, it would have to be Meryl Streep. Uh, and then um, I, because any director, uh, I, just because it would be really interesting to find out what the hell was going on with this person, Cecil B. DeMille. Um, and then who was the other one? A gay icon of some kind. Gay icon. Wow, there are so many and it's so hard to choose. But I think I have to say share. I love that. That's a great answer. <laughs> that would be a Silkwood reunion, too. <laughs> that would be. That's amazing. You're right. All right. And, and the foodie in me wants to know, what would you serve? What would be your specialty dish that mm. Mel England cooks up? Well, like I said, I was raised and very Hispanic on my mother's side. So I think it would have to be Mexican food. I think there would mm. have to be tacos and chalupas and uh, frijoles and, um, you know, avocado to kind of give it a little, you know, healthiness. <laughs> I remember the Care Bears that had their little symbols of what they were on their belly. Mine would be a taco on my belly. I, I hear you. Oh, so yeah, this <laughs> totally. I love that. All right. Question number two, my friend. Um, is there, what's the most maybe unusual item you've ever had to use as a prop in a performance? You've been in so many different things. Any, any unusual prop or something you've had to deal with in a, in a show? Well, the first thing that comes to mind is that I was handcuffed and I was handcuffed in a show. It was, it was sort of like the sketch comedy show that was every Friday and it was like a soap opera thing. And so, uh, you know, they would write a new one every week. And so you had to learn the lines really quickly. And so anyway, I was handcuffed and I was in my underwear. And uh, the other guy who was really hot but straight um, had to lift me up and throw me onto the sofa. And because I was handcuffed, uh, unfortunately, the pillow that I had asked to be at the end of the sofa fell off. And so my 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 face went into the arm of the sofa and then my whole <laughs> lip went and my teeth. Oh and, no. Yeah. So I still have a little like thing where my lip sticks up, but, uh, and so I was evidently bleeding. And so I look up and my, the actress who's in the scene with me was like, are you okay? And I was, and I was like, oh, fine. <laughs> so I can, I finished the scene and I go off and like, it's, there's blood everywhere. And so they rushed me to the emergency room and anyway, but I finished the scene. It has nothing there, to do with a handcuff. You are a professional, but, my friend. You but, are a professional. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. But, All right. So the pillow and the couch are the prop from hell there. All right. Very good. Question number three. If you were able to live in a fictional world from a movie, television show, or book, where would you like to live for a week? Mm, um, you know, I think it would Mm, God, that's a really good question. You know, 
I I think if I got to magically live and be a character in one of in anything, it would be like I love Lucy, like in her apartment building. I I don't know what I would be doing there, uh, but like you know. Uh, they didn't have doormen, but maybe I would just be like the next door neighbor or something, or I don't know. Like that would be fun. That is classic. <laughs> I love that answer. That's one I was not expecting and one that is perfect. Very cool. Well, I learned acting right. from that show. Like it's uh, everything. Oh, so good. So good. Um, yeah. And Carol Burnett and Lucille Ball were my go-to growing up. I mean, oh my goodness. Yeah, totally. Love those two. All right, let's get a little silly and kind of along those same lines. If you had to perform in a one-person show about the life of a famous cartoon character, who would you pick to be? Well, I've done several one-person shows, so I know I, I understand that part, and, and they're very hard. So I think I would want to understand the inner life of um, Daffy Duck. I don't know why, nice. but Daffy Duck. Daffy Duck is a little enigmatic, and I would like to find out what the hell is going on with Daffy Duck. <laughs> I like Not that. Donald. There's the whole family Not background Donald. with Nick Scrooge yeah. and everything. And yeah. Oh, oh, oh right. No, you're right. You said Daffy. So yeah, we're talking about uh, Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes. But there's something about Daffy that's just he's a little like it's interesting because he uh, Bugs gets all the attention. So, but he's really kind of ridiculous. But you know, uh, he had a darker like. Bugs had a lighter side, and Daffy sort of has a darker. It's like it's a little like the slapstick is a little harsher on him. You know what I mean? So I'm very I love curious. His beak kept getting flipped around the backwards. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although Elmer Fudd would be a really fun one too, because Elmer be. Fudd, I have this weird. It's almost like he was gay. Remember, like every time Bugs would end up in drag, he would like be making out with Bugs Bunny. Like, there's something about Elmer Fudd. I may have to change my answer. Subtext. <laughs> Little subtext. I like it. <laughs> All right. And question number five, my friend. Is there maybe a funny mis misrepresentation or a script direction that you've ever experienced from a project? You've been in so many. Any kind of a funny or weird misinterpretation of a script or direction you've been given? Well, you know, actually, I mean, this is kind of on point with your question. I don't know how funny it is, but it is like I was I was in a production of the play The Iceman Cometh, which is a Eugene, very famous Eugene O'Neill play right. in my 20s. And I played the young kid that was suicidal. And so um, I was just reading the script and he is like obsessed with the Jason Robards character, the salesman guy. And he's trying to make up with his father. He's just betrayed his mother. There's these prostitutes in the bar that are constantly coming on to him. And yet he's not interested in them. And then he keeps talking about this weird attraction to the salesman character, wanting to get his father to approve and love him. And then he ends up like jumping off the building and committing suicide. And, you know, it's very emotional. But um, I was like, this, this kid is gay. And then, like, I was, and then, you know, I, the reviews came out. The Rocky Mountain News gave me a lovely review. This is in Denver. Denver Post was like, 
Mel England misaligns uh, the character's motives or something like that because they wanted the character, like they somehow, and it's not like I was doing a limp wrist or something, but it, I was right. just doing this. And um, anyway, uh, like inappropriately making the character homosexual. Uh, I mean, they picked up on what I was doing, but, uh, and I just read that review and I was like, that's fucked up. And then like there was a protest because it was the early civil uh, gay rights movement. And, you know, I, I called out the Denver Post at, at a protest with a bullhorn and said, you know, um, gay people have been in history since the beginning of time. And anyway, years later, I found out that Eugene O'Neill's son was gay and it was based on his son. So I was actually right. There you go. Anyway, I love that. But it's so interesting because all uh, people always want to assume that like characters. So it's really funny because there's a lot of gay, like this gay character was in the literature, but nobody knew it. Anyway. Subtext is everything. You have to see those hidden clues. I it's love that. It's not so hidden when the, the prostitutes are coming onto a 20 year old kid and he doesn't want to <laughs> sleep with them. That's true too. Yeah, yeah. Well, there yeah. should be a big hint there. You're right. <laughs> well, Mel Ingen, you made it through five questions again, wow. guys. You got to check our interview to see all of our projects that Mel has going on. He was in a magnificent uh, holiday movie that's still available. We got the Lair that's premiering, uh, streaming right now. You can look for him coming up in there. He's got a brand new uh, movie that's going to be hitting the circuit round soon. Mel England, thanks for being on the Left of Straight Show, my friend, and answering five questions. Thank you, Scott. And congratulations on all your success with Left of Straight. It's amazing. I'm so proud of you. Well, thank you. So remind everyone real quick before we go where they can find your website and social media. MelEngland.com, MelEngland on Facebook or MelEngland Actor uh, is the, 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 whatever, the public page. And then MelEngland with four M's because the one with one M wasn't available. Mellingland on Instagram and threads. I'm not on the one with a little bird. Gave that up. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, thank you, Mel. Stay on the line. Guys, we appreciate you coming every week and we play a little fun five questions with my guests. We hope you'll see us next week and be sure to subscribe to the Left of Trade Show. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The Left of Straight Show. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast distributor and please give us a five-star rating so more listeners can find us. You can follow us on social media and be sure to check out our website, www.leftofstraightradio.com for contests and other news and information. See you next week.